At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from the Washington Post wherever you listen. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is Rush Hour with Danny Burke on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome into the show, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for another edition of Rush Hour, presented by Bet Rivers. I'm Danny Burke, your host, live out of the Bet Rivers Sportsbook right here in Des Plaines, Illinois. And we'll be with you for the next 60 minutes. And let me tell you what we got dialed up. To begin things, I'll be giving you some of my bets throughout the postseason tonight. On the hardwood, I've got one prop I want to get into, and then we've got a couple of games on the ice with the Stanley Cup postseason, so we'll get back to that in a second. But further along in the program, 15 minutes from now, speaking of the NBA postseason, we had him on last weekend. Well, he was the good luck charm going to the game, and that is host of the Philadelphia City cast, Ryan Rothstein. He'll be sharing his thoughts for this Game 5 matchup now down in South Beach with the series knotted up at two apiece between the Heat and the Sixers. And if we got some time, we'll get his thoughts on that Suns and Mavericks game. Then later on in the show, 30 minutes from now, Wes Reynolds, fellow VEASAN host, really going to be going all over the board. Wes is good to talk about anything, and I know he's always got skin in the game, but primarily we'll focus on the Stanley Cup playoffs, and of course we'll focus on the NBA postseason with our guy Wes. So that will be in 30 minutes. Then at the end of the show, I've got one play in baseball tonight. Probably going to talk about a couple of them because one stood out to me a lot. I didn't have enough confidence to fully play it, but I still just want to go over it. But we do have one official play in baseball, so we'll talk about that toward the end of the show. Like I said, let's get into it, though, with the action in hockey and in basketball tonight. And we can begin in the NBA with the first game on the docket. We've got the Heat and we've got the 76ers. And this line really is, 
I mean, it hasn't been a huge difference, but it's just been bouncing back and forth because it opened three at a lot of shops, went up to three and a half. I saw it as low as two and a half. Right now at Bet Rivers, you're getting Miami laying the three. They're minus a buck 48 on the money line. The Sixers plus 123, and this total we are seeing at 208 and a half. You would think the Heat could bounce back, but honestly, the way they shot in Game 4 and the way that you have seen Embiid make an impact against his Heat squad, I really don't have as much confidence. Again, I think they bounce back, but I'm not willing to bet this game that they do so. But I am willing to look at a prop for this matchup. And I really haven't been getting involved too much in the props because it's always a little bit tougher, I feel like, to get a gauge on them. I mean, you get a consistent sample size looking at the same matchups, but a lot of it can be kind of volatile. But I think we have an area where I have a little bit more consistency and hopefully some trust in that this prop can come through. And this is going to be revolving around James Harden. Now, James Harden finally had just one of the vintage James Harden type of games in game four where he just absolutely went off. He knocked down six three-pointers in that game. It was very impressive. But again, that's what you expected James Harden to be playing like if you were a fan of the Sixers. And when they acquired him, that's what you wanted him to be. But speaking of what he's done from beyond the arc, this is the prop that has drawn my interest. So if you look at Bet Rivers, his three-point field goals made prop, the number is set at two and a half. The over is even money, and the under is where the juice is laying, minus 127. Now this postseason in its entirety, James Harden is averaging about 2.2 three-point field goals made on over five and a half attempts. However, out of the 10 playoff games that he has been involved in, he has stayed under two and a half threes in eight out of 10 games. And the two games he's gone over were both on his home floor, one in the series against Toronto, and then in the most recent game versus Miami. Now, this specific series, he's actually averaging two and a half three-point field goals made for, uh, per game, and he's averaging over seven attempts. But again, he's only gone over it in one out of the four games thus far. And it was that last game where he just went crazy and went six of 10 from deep. The other games went two of seven beyond the arc, one of five, and then one of seven. I think you're going to get more of a game like that. Maybe not one of seven, but I'm kind of thinking James Harden doesn't go as nuts as he did in game four. I'm thinking at most he gets about two three-pointers made, and I don't think you're laying too much to get the bet on that angle. Now, he's taking less three-point attempts in the postseason compared to the regular season. It's not by a lot, but 40% of his shot attempts are coming from deep. I get that it's a substantial amount, but still, compared to what he's done during the regular season, hasn't quite been as much. And you got to remember that you're going against this Miami Heat team that had the best three-point defense in the regular season, holding opponents to making just 34% of their three-point attempts throughout the course of the regular season. Now, in the postseason, they've actually done even better, limiting opponents to making 33.3% of their three-point shots. So I get it. Look, James Harden, to fade him from shooting threes is kind of a dicey proposition, but at the end of the day, the consistency really has not been there with James Harden. It's a different environment when you go on the road, especially against his top-tier defense in Miami. And assuming it's going to be a lower-scoring type of game, I feel like that's, in a sense, going to limit the opportunities and success you see out of a guy like James Harden. Again, the two games he has thrived has been on his home floor and he has struggled on the road this postseason, at least from beyond the arc, in getting over two and a half threes. And I'm thinking that persists tonight down in South Beach. So I'm going James Harden under two and a half three-point field goals made at the price of minus 127. So that's all I got in basketball tonight. 
the game between Dallas and Phoenix. This spread is up to six and a half. It seems like continued movement in the market toward Phoenix. I assume they bounce back. My strategy, just like with the Warriors games, it's been, hey, if you get a, but, uh, a better in-game number, then look to approach that with Phoenix because I don't want to lay six and a half pre-flop. Dallas is good enough to keep it close. They didn't look great the first two games on the road, and I do envision Phoenix bouncing back, but I don't want to lay six in the hook, especially because you've missed it by like a point and a half with the opener. So I'll wait, see if there's an in-game opportunity, and then look to pounce on Phoenix. And by the way, sticking in basketball really quick, it looks like John Morant, with the bone bruise in his knee, is doubtful for the remainder of the playoffs. So more bad news coming to the side of Memphis. They may be without their star, John Morant, for the remainder of this series. So that news just coming out recently. But let's go over to hockey now. We got some Stanley Cup postseason action tonight. All of these games knotted up at two apiece. Man, it's going to be a fun night. There's a couple games where I'm just staying the hell away from it. And two that I do want to get involved in. So let's go with the two that I have some interest in. Beginning with the first game of the night, 6 p.m. Central Time. Puck drop, Carolina, Boston. The Hurricanes up to minus 155 at Bat Rivers. The Bruins are catching plus 132. The total we are seeing at six. So Carolina, they open minus 135. So they've been getting some respect throughout the market really for a majority of this day. I mean, there's been some kind of standstill points, but as of late, you've seen it go that way. Now, Carolina, as we know, they won the first two games, those being at home by an impressive score of five to one and five to two, respectively. Then the Bruins came back. They won at home four to two and five to two. Now, very interesting in terms of who may be playing tonight. The Bruins a little bit banged up, and the thought was that McAvoy was going to be missing this game because of COVID protocols. But Emily Kaplan of ESPN tweeting out now that apparently he got a private jet flown there and that he cleared protocols. So I guess it looks like he may be playing, despite what other news told us earlier. Now, Lindholm, apparently he may be missing because he wasn't around in morning skate. So, again, keep your eye on who's going to be on the roster and whatnot. But the early line movements was an indication, I believe, that they weren't going to play. But McAvoy, I guess it seems like he is going to be a go. So I bet this with the assumption they were both out. I bet Carolina in this spot, minus 148. I still like the Hurricanes in this game, but obviously not maybe as much as these two guys are going. It doesn't give them as much of an advantage. But again, I still think they have enough advantage to be the rightful favorite in this spot. Now, we know that Frederick Anderson, the starting goalie for the Hurricanes, has not played at all during this series, and he's not going to play tonight. Ranta, who's 1-1-0. He's going to be tending the pipes this evening with a 2.41 goals against average this series. 64 out of 69 shots he has saved. He's got a save percentage of 93%. Now, Ronta, we already saw do pretty well at home. And, well, he's continued that success because during the regular season on home ice, he did really well. Had a 10-2-1 home ice record, 2.06 goals against average, save percentage of 92.5%. And he had two shutouts at home. Now, for Boston, looks like they're going to be starting Jeremy Swayman. Now, in the postseason, he started uh, the two home games, and in that effort, I mean, he allowed four goals, 2.00 goals against average, 49 out of 53 shots he saved, 92.5% with his save percentage as of this point. So, also, it's interesting to note about Swayman, regular season on the road, he actually wasn't too bad, 13-6-2. But one game that he did start against the Hurricanes was in Carolina. They lost 3-0 that game, and he allowed two goals on 23 shots. 
I do like the Hurricanes here, not just because it's a zigzag, but that does play a small part. The Hurricanes, I do think, are the more talented team, despite not having Anderson in net. The Bruins originally were going to be missing some key pieces. Hey, maybe they still do. So, again, keep your you know eyes on Twitter and see those updates and whatnot. But also something that was strange and you would hope would not occur again is that the Hurricanes recorded eight penalties in the last game and six were in the second period alone. The Bruins capitalized on two of those opportunities. You got to think that's not going to happen again. I think the Hurricanes bounce back. I laid minus 148 with them on the money line. The other game that I bet here, let's take it out to Minnesota. The Wild and the Blues. Minnesota treated us well last week when we bet them, and we're hoping the same goes through tonight. Minnesota opened minus 133. Now they're up to minus 159 at Bet Rivers. So this has obviously been a very odd series. The Blues won game one in game four. The Wild captured game two in game three. And every team that's won has covered the puck line by at least three goals. And if you want to look at the puck line for the Wild, it's plus 155, by the way. Now, St. Louis has actually scored at least one power play goal in each of the first four games of the series. And the Blues are 5 for 18 overall with the man advantage. 28%, fairly solid uh, from this Blues team in this postseason. But we know that we're going to get Marc-Andre Fleury out there, the veteran. You can always rely on him, you would assume. And he's allowed four goals this postseason. Two and two, or excuse me, four games, two and two record, 11 goals allowed, but a save percentage of 91.5%. Looks like the Blues are going with Bennington once again. He started last game, allowed just two goals, but on the road, folks, he was not that good this year. 3.13 goals against average. I think he falters. I like Minnesota to get the dub. Also tack on the Wild for me, along with the Hurricanes, and then we're going James Harden under two and a half, three-point field goals made. More action in the NBA and postseason overall coming next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. 
It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts that are designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. And you've got these city casts available in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, and of course, Washington, D.C. So subscribe to your local city cast wherever you get your podcasts available, and you'll get hooked up with several episodes a week great sports betting content okay welcome back to the show it is rush hour here on vsin the sports betting network i'm danny burke your host live here at the bet river sportsbook in des plains illinois but we take it out a little bit to the east out in philadelphia we're host of the philadelphia city cast ryan rostein joining us right now and man i know he's ecstatic based on what his sixers have done the past couple of games and you know ryan my producer and i were kind of joshing during the break saying when we had john last week you were the good luck charm right the Sixers came through and won, yet for some reason you're not down in South Beach rooting on your Sixers, bringing that good luck charm again. What gives, man? Yeah, I don't know. It's completely inexcusable. <laughs> you know, I was looking up flights to South Beach. I was thinking about doing the uh, planes, trains, and automobiles, but I couldn't get down there, which is sort of a win-win because if the Sixers win, I'm happy, and if they lose, then I basically just blame myself for failing to get down <laughs> to South Beach, Danny. So there we go. Hey, fair enough, man. Fair enough. Well, hey, your Sixers have boosted a lot of confidence in some people, and it's even looking like the betting market right now that they could potentially get three wins in a row. Uh, This number, and I was saying it at the beginning of the show, Ryan, it's kind of gone back and forth. I've seen it as high as three in the hook. I've seen it as low as two in the hook. Right now at Bet Rivers, it seems to be settled at three in favor of Miami. Short total keeps going down. I mean, 208 is what we're seeing at the moment. How are you looking to bet it now? Do you think that your Sixers can keep this momentum going? Certainly would be nice. Listen, here's the thing. Uh, Locally, and obviously as close to the situation as I am, you want to say, all right, well, it's as simple as Joel Embiid being back on the floor for the 76ers. First two games in Miami, no Joel Embiid equals a loss. Joel Embiid back on the floor for games three and four equals a win. And certainly that's a huge piece to this puzzle, but shooting has been a big storyline in this series. And I think you can say that about any basketball game that has ever been played in the history of mankind. If you make your shots, you're probably going to put yourself in a position to win the game. If you miss it, not so much, but the 76ers in Miami shot the ball terrible. One game, I believe it was game two, they were seven for 34, 20%, uh, couldn't you know hit the Atlantic Ocean with a rock. Comes back to Philadelphia, 
Miami is the team that can't hit the Atlantic Ocean with a rock and the 76ers shooting lights out. So certainly you factor in Joel Embiid and his presence and the attention that he demands and the spacing that he opens up for the other four guys on the floor offensively. Uh, But I don't know if it's that easy. I, I am not going to predict and anticipate this Miami Heat team, who was number one in the NBA in the regular season, shooting the three, coming back home to Miami, uh, where they're comfortable to shoot poorly for the third straight game. So that's going to be an interesting storyline. Can Tyler Hero bounce back? Will we see Duncan Robinson? Uh, and how can that potentially shift things? Yeah, and man, I was just blown away with how poor of shooting you saw from Miami, as you were just mentioning in Game 4. It was atrocious, and they didn't change anything. They just kept chucking up threes like they didn't have anything else to do. It it was really absurd, but you're right. It's been a back-and-forth effort from both teams, so this one really is going to be determining which team, I guess, is at the top of the series. Obviously, who comes out with the win, but who should be the rightful favorite at that point? And Ryan, I know when you and I talked about the game on Friday, I was mentioning James Harden with you, and you know, you were saying, well, he's got to have a big game. You got to see him be vintage Harden, which you brought him on to be, and you definitely got that in game four. What are you expecting from him tonight? I, I'm going to be honest, I took him under two and a half, three point field goals tonight, so I'll have to be just completely transparent with you, but is this something we're going to consistently see from Harden from now on, or is it maybe just every now and again? Absolutely not. Uh, And once again, I feel like I've said this with you frequently. I hope I'm wrong. (laughs) Um, I hope I'm wrong. But no, we can't expect James Harden now to just be consistently dropping 30 plus points and, you know, draining six threes in these huge playoff spots in Philadelphia. The game four win has been deemed the James Harden game. (laughs) You know, you don't get that title if that's what you're expected to do every game. Uh, in a playoff series. So I don't expect that. And that's okay. Uh, You know what the 76ers have shown us here, Danny, is they can get, they can give it to you from James Harden, Maxi, Tobias Harris. And of course, Joel Embiid. How about Danny green in games three and four in Philadelphia was 10 for 13 combined from three. So my point is no, I actually like the under for James Harden and his points total tonight set at 20 and a half at bet rivers and PA take the under there. If Harden can give the Sixers 15 to 18 points, get close to that 10, 11 assist range, limit the turnovers, he's going to set this team up uh, for a good spot to possibly steal this one on the road. Yeah, I think I'm in agreement with you there, Ryan. Uh, I got to ask you also, though, about the big man, Joel Embiid. Now, of course, he has had a tremendous impact when he's been on the floor, but you haven't uh, necessarily seen him padding the stats like we've been accustomed to, but he hasn't needed to. His points prop has been circulating around 25 and a half. Which direction do we lean there for Embiid? Homer alert. Homer alert. Take the over, Danny. Take the over. Why? MVP. He didn't get it. Uh, Nikola Jokic got it again consecutively. And Joel Embiid's going to say all the right things. He's He's been a professional here over the past couple seasons. Uh, he's matured a little bit, but uh, he'll say all the right things. He, he's going to want to send a message. And I think that, not I think, I know the 76ers are going to need more from him. His presence alone has been obviously a huge difference. His defensive presence, everything. Uh, But they're going to need to go to him a little bit more if they want to steal this game and get a third straight win. I certainly like Joel Embiid over 25 and a half. Let me throw one more prop at you. That's not a 76er. I mentioned the shooting. We've talked about that. 
Tyler Hero for the Miami Heat, he looked like Ray freaking Allen uh, in games one and two against the 76ers in Miami. They're coming back home. I expect him to get over two and a half, three pointers made, and it's priced at plus 110 at Bet Rivers for the over. Yeah, I kind of like that too, Ryan. I, I think we're on the same kind of mindset that this Miami team is going to be as poor shooting from deep back at home, but it's kind of odd just how big of a difference it's been for both squads. So that'll be interesting to see what actually pans out in the regard to the player props. And especially, you know, you mentioned a guy like Danny Green who went off first two games on the road, didn't do particularly well. So again, we'll keep an eye and monitor those as we progress to the next game then. And even looking further down the road then, Ryan, I get that the Sixers maybe spark some confidence in you and the Philly fan base. I just got to ask you, 14-1, to their odds right now to win the championship. Uh, what's the temperature feeling like for that number? I, I like it. Uh, and listen, I'm not sitting here saying they're going to win the NBA championship, but at the moment, this feels like a buy low spot for the 76ers. You, you look at the regular season, pretty much the entire second half of the regular season, it was around 11 to 1, 12 to 1, first half of the season, maybe later, you know, towards the halfway point, it was at 14 to 1, and it was at 14 to 1 for quite some time. So now, listen, Miami still is in control of this series because the 76ers. They're the team that has to figure out how to get a road victory. Miami does not have to win a game in Philadelphia, and they will advance. So I understand all of that. But if the 76ers can keep this up, if they can show us some things here on the road now with Joel Embiid for the first time in this series, uh, I think you're going to get a pretty good number at 14-1 to 1 because then the 76ers are obviously heading back home to Philadelphia with a chance to close this thing out. So I think if things go well for the 76ers, this is a great opportunity to get them at 14 to one. Hey, Ryan, before we get you out of here, my man, we got about 30 seconds. I want to ask you about Wednesday's game with the Warriors and Grizzlies. We know that John Morant is now doubtful for the remainder of the postseason. Golden State's a four point favorite. I know they've been shooting historically bad, but is that almost a good look or is it maybe not because Memphis plays actually pretty well without Morant? I, I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't put my money with Memphis right now without Moran. I, I'm not shocked that they can show us something for a game. Uh, but once it gets to two playoff games, three playoff games without mm -hmm. Moran, I'm not confident in taking them. Yeah, plus four, uh, not enough for me. I think it needs to be uh, a little bit higher, closer to even double digits for me to feel good about taking them right now. Golden State experienced veterans, Hall of Famers all over, Hall of Famer on the sideline and car. Uh, the, the absence of Morant, I think, will uh, we'll catch up to him quickly. At Wise Rye, where you can catch Ryan on Twitter. And for more of his content, make sure you check out the Philadelphia City cast with several episodes a week, all things sports betting and fandom from the Philly perspective. Ryan, keep up the great work, my man. Best of luck with the game tonight. Look forward to talking again soon. Appreciate it, Danny. You got it. Ryan Rothstein, there he is once again. Rooting on his Sixers tonight. Should be a fun one. We'll get more perspective on that game. The other game tonight with Phoenix and Dallas and some more Stanley Cup postseason next. Our guy Wes Reynolds, fellow Beeson host, joining us right here on Rush Hour. This is Rush Hour on VSIN, the sports betting network.
The VSIN Spring Special is here, and for only $59, you get everything VSIN has to offer from right now to the end of July. So the next few months, as we know, are going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VEASAN.com, and subscribers will have access to all of it. It includes Adam Burke's daily best bets in Major League Baseball. Jonathan Von Tobel will have his top plays all the way through the NBA Finals, and don't forget Andy McNeil will break down all the action on the ice throughout the Stanley Cup playoffs. Plus, we'll have lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, and well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. So if you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it, the cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. So sign up now at VEASAN.com spring. That is VSIN.com slash spring. Okay, welcome back to it. The show is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. Thank you for being with us on this Tuesday evening. Plenty to still go through and plenty to cover with our guy joining us now, who is Wes Reynolds at Wes Reynolds One, where you can catch him on Twitter, fellow VEASAN host, and live out of Las Vegas right now. Wes, thank you for making some time. I know you got a busy schedule, and I'm sure you'll be sweating out plenty of the action tonight. I want to start off on the ice because I know you got a couple plays in hockey. And I had one in this Carolina and Boston game, and I think you're on the total, if I'm not mistaken, and we're seeing this total at about six with a little juice to the under, minus 120. Tell me your thoughts on this game because it was interesting earlier in the day with McVoy potentially not playing, and now it looks like he is going to play. I got involved on Carolina to win the game, but again, it seems like you have more interest in the total here. Yeah, I do, Danny, and uh, thanks for having me here on Rush Hour. But I like the under here, and look, liking the under here in these Stanley Cup playoffs have not been going well if you've been liking a lot of these unders. But I'm wondering if this is going to play a little bit more like we've seen so far in the NBA playoffs. Because when you get to that crucial game five and the series is tied at two to two, I really think that, you know, teams really hunker down on defense. And you've seen that so far in the NBA playoffs, all the game five so far, at least in the first round in a 2-2 series went to the under. Hockey, I know the numbers have been going against you. And if you've been riding the overs, you've been doing very well. But I think this is kind of going to play a little bit more closer to the vest because when you look at a, t a series, when a series is tied 2-2 in game five, the team that wins game five goes on to win the series about 79% of the time. So I do think, I, you know, if McAvoy being back, obviously that helps in terms of defense. But I think this is going to be a little bit lower scoring game. Now we've seen every game go either six or higher in this series and the Bruins first line, certainly with uh, Bergeron and, and Marshawn and company have really done well and really showed out on Sunday. But now with Jeremy Swayman and goal, because I think we've probably seen the last of Linus Olmark, even though he started the series and look, it wasn't necessarily his fault. It was just that the Bruins got outplayed, but ever since they've gone to Swayman, they've looked a little little bit more settled on defense. They've been more settled in between the pipes uh, with the goaltending. So I do like the under in this game, under six, probably about a dollar twenty market wide right now. 
All right, Wes, before we move on to St. Louis and Minnesota, which, again, I know you got to play in, I got to ask you about Toronto and Tampa Bay, man. I mean, this series, talk about going back and forth and not knowing what the hell to do. Uh, you're seeing the Maple Leafs now minus 129 at home. Tampa Bay's plus 110. Total at six in the hook, shaded to the over, minus 129. Is this just a game and really a series at this point where you just got to stay away from it, or do you actually see an approachable angle to betting it tonight? Yeah, no bet for me on this particular game. I did take lightning plus a little bit of plus money uh, to start the series. But I think that this is going to be kind of a zigzag deal, Danny. And if you've been playing the zigzag theory in the NBA, and I've been talking about this ad nauseum the last couple of weeks here on VSIN, you're not getting paid. You're losing money if you're playing that <laughs> zigzag theory. It's only coming in a little bit less than 50% of the time. But so far in the NHL, it's done very well. So if you like that zigzag, then you're probably going to go up the Maple Leafs tonight. I'm staying out of the game, but I understand why they're getting the money. This series to me, Danny, I think has seven written all over it. And when I talked about game five, you know, unders like I liked in that Carolina-Boston game, I'm not necessarily going to test this theory here with Lightning and Maple Leafs because these two offenses are just so explosive. The goalies have been having struggles. You've had a couple empty net goals already for each side already in this series. So I could absolutely not be on the under here. I'm not going to play the over, however. I hear you. Well, Wes, let's get to that next game that I know you're invested in, and I think you and I are on the same side here. But we got Minnesota, we got St. Louis, the Wild now up to minus 159. Seems like they've been getting steamed up all throughout the day. The Blues catching plus 135 at Bet Rivers. This total, again, like the other ones, at six in the hook. Uh, are we putting confidence into Minnesota tonight? I am. And look, St. Louis got a 5-2 victory in game four on Sunday. But I really think if you watch the game and you look at the numbers, they were a lot closer than the score would indicate. And, you know, St. Louis has been really a Jekyll and Hyde team all series. Uh, offensively, they're excellent at times. And then sometimes they're absolutely dreadful. And you look at that poor defensive play that they've had throughout stretches. Now, that defense for St. Louis is really because they're so banged up in terms of, of, of the back line on defense. Uh, Tory Krug, the former Boston Bruin, now in St. Louis, has been out. Nick Letty and Robert Bortuzzo, while they did skate in the morning, skate on Sunday. They haven't been cleared. Now Marco Scandella is questionable tonight, so we'll see how many of those D-men are going to be back for St. Louis. I can't think that all four are going to be back necessarily. And then I think St. Louis did get a little bit of a rallying you know, cry, and sometimes you get that when you get a goaltender replacement and in game four they had Jordan Bennington he lost the starters role actually down the stretch in the regular season to Billy Huso but Bennington was very good in game four managed to stop 28 of 30 shots which you would think is going to uh, go ahead and earn him the start tonight so can you do that two games in a row I think a lot of it was just carrying adrenaline and carrying emotion uh, over for Jordan Bennington and for the entire St. Louis Blues team so that makes me think okay the Minnesota Wild very live here tonight and they were laying 140 on the opener now you're seeing as high as 160 in the market I got a little bit better price than that but I do think the wild are going to take a 3-2 lead back to St. Louis all righty that's what I like to hear Wes let's transition over to the hardwood couple of postseason games in the NBA tonight your thoughts with Miami being a three-point favorite hosting the Sixers and a total at 208 what can we expect in this game five 
Yeah, and uh, look, I, in full disclosure, I bet the Heat, this was before the Embiid injury for the series. I laid minus 170, and all of a sudden, I'm not as confident in that because I think Philadelphia did get a little bit of momentum, and certainly that's how it's been bet. It went from three and a half all the way down to uh, two, I saw, and now a little bit of buyback on the on the Heat side, laying the small favorite. Part of that, I think, was that Kyle Lowry is going to be ruled out, so who's going to run the point for Miami? I think you're probably going to see a platoon, if you will, of of Tyler Hero, Victor Oladipo, and also Gabe Vincent. Now, maybe this helps Duncan Robinson get off the bench because the Miami Heat really need some three-point shooting. The two games in Philadelphia, games three and four, respectively, combined, they shot 22% from three, did Miami. Couldn't make anything. And if this team is not making threes, I think that they could be in trouble now that Joel Embiid is back in the lineup. And he really kind of took Bam Adebayo away, especially in game four on Sunday. So... They're going to need more out of BAM, I think, here in this spot. And then uh, Philadelphia, I don't know if we're going to get H-Town Harden every single game for the rest of the series like we got on Sunday in game four. He certainly was big and hit some big shots down the stretch. But I just think Embiid's presence has made these guys better, especially defensively. Now, the one concern for Philadelphia, I think, is the lack of depth. They're just not getting a lot of production off the bench. They did get some on Sunday, though, from George Niang, who had double digits off the bench. But you know now with Embiid back, him, Harden, Maxi, Harris, Green, these guys got to play heavy minutes. These guys got to play 35, 36, 37 minutes, or maybe even in the 40s. Philadelphia just doesn't have the depth off the bench, but I wonder about Miami's psyche a little bit right now, so I'm staying out of this. Maybe we'll go with an in-play at some point tonight, but uh, nothing for me pregame. Hey, I'm with you. I had the exact same bet, the Heat to win the series, minus buck seventy. so I'll certainly be rooting for them, but yeah, not sure if I'm going to take anything pre-flop. Uh, Wes, before we get you out of, uh, out of here, if we could squeeze it in really quick, we got about 25 seconds, Suns, Mavericks, anything you're playing here? Yeah, parlay for me on the money line, and it pays a little bit over even money. I'm going to parlay the Phoenix Suns on the money line with the Edmonton Oilers on the money line. The Oilers, about a $2 favorite tonight, got shut out by the LA Kings, looked absolutely terrible. The Oilers are way better, you know, pretty much up and down the roster, talent for talent, than the LA Kings, so I think they rebound tonight. I like Phoenix. I think, uh, you know, tough time shooting and tough time turning the ball over down there in Big D for the two games, but uh, uh, Chris Paul may have a little bit of chip on his shoulder having been yeah. fouled out so early in game four and also the incident with his family behind the bench <laughs> oh no kidding man but i'm with you i was very tempted to get dabbled into that edmonton oilers game might have to add that later in the slate but wes thank you very much for joining the show everybody make sure you follow him on twitter at wes reynolds one big shout out to him and we hope we can cash some tickets alongside him more bets coming next we'll talk a little baseball then recap the ones from before stay tuned it is rush hour At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. 
Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. If you use paper, you're a human. But if you choose paper, you're a papertarian. Someone who lives a paper-based lifestyle because it has a positive impact on the planet. And also because it's the easiest choice you'll make all day. Seriously. It's as easy as reaching for boxed instead of bottled water. It's as easy as opting for beauty products that come in paper packaging. It's as easy as grabbing eggs in a cardboard container. And that's all in one trip to the grocery store, which, if we're being honest, you were planning to go to anyway. But paper isn't just an easy choice. Papertarians know that it's the smart choice, too. Because paper comes from trees, a renewable and sustainably managed resource. And paper products are designed to be recycled. In fact, when you choose products that come in paper-based packaging, those fibers can go on to be recycled up to seven times. So why wouldn't you go Papertarian? I'll wait. Learn more at howlifeunfolds.com slash papertarian. This is Rush Hour on VSN, the sports betting network. It's hockey playoff time, and Bet Rivers has a special offer throughout the entire Stanley Cup playoffs. And throughout the postseason, you can place a three same game parlay of $10 or more on each round, and you'll receive a $10 free bet at the conclusion of each round. You can think of it as a betting hat trick. Terms and conditions do apply. Seaside for details. Create your ideal combo with the same game parlays on the Bet Rivers app or at BetRivers.com. Okay, welcome back into the show. It is Rush Hour. I'm Danny Burke, your host. You can follow along on Twitter at Danny Burke 5. As for VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network at VEASAN Live. All right, we've talked about our plays in hockey and basketball. Let me get you one play on the diamond tonight, and then we'll revisit all the action that we discussed at the beginning of the show. But let's take it out to Atlanta. The Braves hosting the Red Sox, and man, Boston's been on quite the slide as of late. They have lost their last five games in a row. As for Atlanta, well, they just captured two out of three in their series against the Brewers. Let's set the stage, though. Atlanta, their opening odds, minus 137 tonight. Now they're up to minus 141 at Bet Rivers. As for Boston, they opened catching about plus 114. Now they're catching plus 120. Total open eight. It's dipped down to seven in the hook. Juice a little bit on the under. And uh, you're seeing it anywhere from minus 109 to about minus 113. So, again, a little bit of momentum toward the Braves and toward the under. Let's look at these pitchers. Atlanta, they're throwing out the righty, Kyle Wright. He's been a stud thus far for the Braves. He's 3-1, has a great ERA of 1.74, a whip of 0.97, 2.08 FIP, 
85 and a half left on base percentage. Remember, league average for left on base percentage is 72%. Ground ball percentage, 53 and a half percent. Outstanding. Home run to fly ball ratio, four and a half percent. Very, very good. And furthermore, if that didn't convince you to trust the guy at home, he's got an ERA of 0 0.47, 195 Woba, and a FIP of 1.71. So he's been really great as of this point, has Kyle Wright. Opposing him, Garrett Whitlock, the righty for Boston. Now, he's kind of been a hybrid this season. They've used him in the reliever position, and they've actually had him start a few games. But he's played in seven games overall, and his numbers are fairly solid. He's 1-1, one 1.25 one, ERA, 2.16 FIP, and a 0.69 whip. Again, I mean, the stat's a little different just because they're not all starts, but still, you got to take it into account and realize that he's been very solid for the Red Sox as of this point. Let's take a gander at the batting splits. So Atlanta is a team that is hitting better at their home ballpark. They got an OPS at home of 725. However, they're hitting slightly worse versus righties. Not terrible, though. 690 OPS. Boston on the other side, their offense has just really not even been a thing. I mean, they're hitting terrible on the road. 608 OPS and not great versus righties. 621 OPS as of this point. Now, if you want maybe a more of an indication, I guess, to still continue to fade the Red Sox, their bullpen has been an issue for them. Collectively, they have a bullpen ERA of 4.19 and a bullpen whip of 1.27, compared to Atlanta, who's got a collective bullpen ERA of 3.28 and a really good whip of 1.12. I know VEASAN's betting analyst Adam Burke likes the Braves in this spot, and I believe Mitch Moss from Follow the Money also liked the Braves in this game. And I got to say, I agree with them here. I think the Braves have some nice little momentum going. Acuna back in the mix, has reached base safely, I think, in every single game he's played in since he has returned. And this Boston team has just been really tough to watch and back. And I got to put some faith in Atlanta here. I laid minus 136 earlier in the day with the Braves. Again, now they're up to minus 141. I still believe that's a viable option, taking the Braves on the money line this evening. So that's the one game I got in baseball tonight. And I did tell you I'd tease one other game. I didn't play it, but I thought it was really fascinating to look into this one and see which team actually comes out on top. And this is this game with Tampa Bay and Los Angeles being the Angels. Now, it's interesting because you've seen a lot of line movement. The Angels open minus 120, and now you're virtually seeing the Rays up to minus 120 as the favorite. Total open date, that hasn't wavered. But uh, you're getting Corey Kluber taking the bump for Tampa Bay, who's really been solid for him as of this point. 1-1, one 2.36 one, ERA, 2.97 FIP, and all the other numbers are really solid too. I mean, a 1.05 whip on the road. He's got a 2.54 FIP and a 229 weighted on base average. So again, Kluber's been rock solid. Uh, Reed Detmers, the southpaw for the Angels, and eh, not so much. He's 1-1, one 5.32 one, ERA, 4.44 FIP, and he's got a 5.15 FIP at home this season. So that kind of maybe draws some interest to trust in Kluber. Now the Rays are also hitting better on the road, 722 OPS, and better versus Southpaws, who they will face tonight with an OPS of 744. Conversely, the Angels are hitting slightly worse at home and versus righties. The numbers aren't bad, but they favor going on the road more so as at this point in hitting Southpaws. They're hitting 732 OPS-wise at home, 737 versus righties. So again, it's nothing that scares you away, but uh, just something to take note. I do like Kluber and the Rays in this spot. 
I don't know why I'm just not fully there because the Angels still have enough talent offensively to really compete in any game. And the Angels' bullpen actually hasn't been as untrustworthy as we've seen the past couple of seasons with the Joe Madden-led team. So I do have a lean to Tampa Bay here, but I'm just not fully there in making it an official play. But again, this is going to be one that I watch because I think it's going to be fun, and we'll see if the Rays can attack Detmers early on. So maybe you could also consider the Rays on the first five if you don't want to have to trust the bullpens. But both uh, bullpens excuse me, are pretty uh, reliable as of this point. But I think that game is going to be an interesting one to see go down. But again, only playing baseball tonight. We're going with the Braves on the money line. As for our other plays, a.k.a. Danny's Dimes, we had one in basketball and a couple in hockey. So if we could revisit that before we head out, talking about basketball tonight, we're doing one prop, James Harden. Ryan Rothstein seems to be on the same page here, host of the Philly City Cast, so at least we got his nod of approval. We're going with James Harden under two-and-a-half, three-point field goals made at the price of minus 127 at Bat Rivers. Harden's averaging 2.2 point field goals made on about 5.7 attempts this postseason. He has only gotten three or more three-pointers in two out of ten playoff games. So eight out of ten, he has stayed under two and a half threes. The last game, he went six of ten from deep. I'm assuming the same ain't going to happen here, especially because he has struggled a little bit on the road, stayed under it in both of the first two road games against the Heat, and also in the series against the Raptors, the only time he went over it was on his home floor. The other games this series, he went 2-7, 1-5, and 1-7. So I'm a, kind of expecting a little bit of regression here from James Harden in terms of what he can do beyond the arc. And you got to also recall that you're going up against this Miami Heat team that, well, had the best three-point defense in the regular season. And statistically, they're actually defending it even better by a percent this postseason. So I'm banking on Harden to stay under two-and-a-half three-point field goals made. In hockey, we talked about the Bruins and the Hurricanes. Now, the line's kind of, as of late, going back toward Boston because it looks like McAvoy is going to play and somehow cleared COVID protocols, so he will be in the mix, even though he wasn't in morning skates. So when we were talking, I think this line at the beginning of the show was like minus 155 in favor of Carolina. Now they're back down to minus 148, and that's actually where I snagged the Hurricanes at earlier today, minus 148. You're getting Swayman in the net who's been fine for Boston, right? I mean, they had to take Yulmark out, and we're assuming it's going to be Swayman the rest of the way. And he's allowed four goals in the postseason as of this point, so he did well at home. But he did play at Carolina once. They lost that game 3 nothing. He allowed two goals. Ranta's been really solid for what he's been given as of this point. And if you look at his sample size at home during the regular season, he was really excellent. I mean, 10-2-1. 2.06 goals against average and a save percentage of 92.5% with two shutouts. Not that we're going to see a shutout tonight, but I do think Carolina bounces back, and I'm assuming they're not going to get eight penalties once again like they did last game, which six of them were in the second period alone. So I think the Hurricanes can bounce back in the spot, and I laid minus a buck 48 on their side. The other hockey game we had, Wes Reynolds on the same side as myself for this game. The Blues and the Wild. It seems like the market's thinking the same thing because, man, this thing opened as low as minus 133, and now you're seeing it north of minus 160. I laid minus buck 45 earlier in the day with the Wild. Blues won game one in game four, but the Wild won game two in game three. It's really been a volatile series. And the winning team, by the way, has scored first in each of the first four games of the series. So if you want to lie better, you know, just keep that in mind. Maybe consider that. But Jordan Bennington looks like he is going to start for the Blues after they put him in game four. Allowed just two goals 
They took him in for Huso, or they put him in for Huso after he lost his starting job originally. We'll see how he can bounce back, but I do give the edge to Flurry and the Wild in this game. So I'm rocking with Minnesota on the money line, minus 145. The Hurricanes on the money line, minus 148. We've got the Braves in baseball on the money line, minus 136. And then our lone play in basketball this evening, James Harden, under two and a half three-point field goals made, minus 127. By the way, I know West teased it with a parlay. He likes the Suns and the Oilers. I don't mind an Oilers win in regulation bet, so if you want another hockey angle, perhaps that could be one. But best of luck with whatever you are playing tonight. Big thanks to our crew. Big thanks to our guests. And thanks to you for tuning in to another edition of Rush Hour. We will be back tomorrow with plenty more sports betting content. But until then, take care, ladies and gentlemen. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Com.com slash compatibility.